0: Lehman and Tyler McComas.
1: Number two, the rush inside the Brown O'Haver studio, Tyler McComas, Josh Helmer. There was a graphic that was out on Friday. Didn't end up getting to this with Teddy. There's a graphic out Friday from 24-7 Sports. It was, if you could have one ticket to any college football game next year, what would it be? And it had Georgia-Oregon week one. It had OU-Nebraska on there week three. Uh, Florida State-LSU and New Orleans week one, I think, was on there as well. Um, they, they had a, they had a bunch of games that were that were on there. And I was thinking, if you had to just keep that question for OU games this year, if you could only go to one game, if you could only get ticket to one game this year, which one would it be? Now, OU Texas is always hard to turn down, especially when it would be Brent Vittable's first turn at OU Texas as the head coach. That would be awesome. Um, OU Nebraska is honestly where I am trending towards my pick, but let me give you the dark horse in this one. The dark horse in this one would be the season opener against UTEP. No, I do not expect a uh, replay of the Tulane game last year and we're saying, oh God, please get a defensive stop so we can beat these guys, but... Game one, like after all the excitement that's been building up for the past nine months, they finally hit the field, and he's the head coach. At least for the beginning parts of that game, it's going to be a pretty awesome atmosphere for the season opener.
2: There, there will be a lot of excitement for the Brent Venables era to get underway, and I mean, the off season just can, can seem so long sometimes, and then all of a sudden it's there, and that first game day hits and. Just the excitement that this fan base has for – I mean, it's rejuvenated Oklahoma, I think, in a sense. Sure. There was – this, I think, over the course of time is probably going to be forgotten a little bit. But, you know, the very beginning of the Lincoln-Riley era was really, really positive. I know the the Rose Bowl versus Georgia – heartbreaking the way that that one played out and certainly some of the problems that happened in that game became kind of hallmarks of the Lincoln Riley era at Oklahoma but there was a lot of excitement for where this program was going after that first season with Lincoln Riley and then of course didn't really play out that way we 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 know how the story ends
1: kind of got worse and worse just a a little bit every single year you know
2: I I think that's a fair argument to make no doubt Right now, there's such an enthusiasm in a rejuvenation within Oklahoma's fan base for the the type of defensive recruiting that oklahoma is is going to enjoy under Brent Venables, the staff that has been built here at Oklahoma. Todd Bates, Tyler has landed some of the the biggest defensive line recruits in the past half decade well, in college football.
1: Yeah, well, and, and he's not done yet when it comes to OU landing defensive line recruits. I mean, just just saying. Like, that's uh, – more of those guys are on the way. Now, he, he's not going to bring in a, uh, you know, whoever you want to say, a Gerald McCoy type of player maybe with five stars, but he's got some players left on the board that you should be excited about. So, yeah, I like, I wouldn't – if I could get a ticket to any game, it wouldn't be the UTEP game. It would probably be the Nebraska game for me. Just because I've never been to Lincoln, I've always wanted to go to Lincoln, um, and maybe I'm building it way up too much way in my head, and it's actually just going to be a, you know, just a ho-hum experience, but the the OU Nebraska game in Lincoln, Brent Venable's first real big game, if you want to call it that, that would probably be my selection over any of the home games next year. But text line, a lot of people are saying getting OSU revenge next year will be pretty sweet.
2: Yeah, Bedlam, uh Revenge in, in Norman would be would be high. I you know, I think the OU Baylor game is a pretty good one. It probably wouldn't be what I would pick, but uh
1: it's the one eh, it's not the one team cuz Oklahoma State definitely has a chance to be ranked when they play. But I would say that Baylor is your primary threat to winning the Big 12 next year. Defending
2: and Big 12 champion?
1: You would expect them to be ranked pretty high when they come to Norman this year, but we also expect Iowa State to be ranked pretty high when they come to Norman last year, and they, they had no number next to their name. They were an unranked squad.
2: I'd probably say OU Texas for me.
1: Yeah, um, because if, it, if they have a chance to run it up against those guys, BV will not, I mean, he will take the opportunity. Because he was a, he was involved with a lot of blowouts in that game. He will take every opportunity to run it up on Texas in, in that game, no doubt about it.
2: And that's sort of a, you know, beyond the Nebraska game. If you can do that to a Texas, I mean, if you go down there and defensively you're great, uh, and you go beat those guys by seventeen, twenty-one plus points, and control the football game, then all of a sudden, you know how it is coming out of the Texas game the excitement for this program's already at a fever pitch. You go down there and spank Texas around, and it just it goes to a whole different, whole different level. And Quinn Ewers at Texas is going to be kind of an interesting storyline this season.
1: I already feel like he's... And we asked the question about Caleb Williams. Will the country kind of turn on him a little bit? I kind of feel like the rest of the country thinks that Quinn Ewers is pretty unlikable as a player. Now, I know the... Two situations are a little bit different. Caleb Williams at least played last year, and Quinn Ewers, I mean, not a whole lot. Not really. But I, I feel like if you really take advantage of this NIL thing, the true blue college football fan is apt to be like, "Yeah, nah, you're kind of about yourself. I'm, I'm not all about you, dude. Sorry.
2: When especially you are not a proven proven starting quarterback in college football, which yours would not be, to earn a seven-figure deal before you take a snap in college football. That's going to ruffle feathers to begin with. And then to not stick around, right, at at Ohio State, which I guess you can't blame him too much for that with what C.J. Stroud did. Probably you did need to start looking for a different landing spot. But anytime you start mixing name-image likeness, you haven't played it down, and then all of a sudden you mix in transfer portal – not not going to be well received by a large portion of college. Fans. Air Cover
1: Solutions text line coming to the Baylor game in Norman, so that's their vote for the best game next year. Uh the 2022 Revenge Tour, Baylor and Oklahoma State, some others throwing Baylor on there. Uh you better be 10 points ahead of Baylor going into the fourth quarter. The Big 12 refs will not let them win just like in Stillwater this year. That that'll be another uh, fascinating side note. As we head into next season, because um, there were a lot of speculation that the refs were against OU last year, uh, it I, I wonder if that'll be a thing next year. With the, I'm sure it will be a thing with the fan base, but uh, yeah, we'll see if Bob Bowlesby has really put out a hit on. Uh, that's a great thing of uh, like Texas; you don't need to put a hit out on them. Right, I mean they'll they'll just they'll do it themselves. They'll lose seven games all by themselves without the help of the officials. But OU fans are really going to be looking closely at the officiating next year, trying to connect the dots to if Bob
2: Bowlesby's trying to do something to him or not. Well, and we're going to see. There's a long way to to go in this off season. We we start February tomorrow, Tyler. It's hard to say when exactly we're ever going to know. From Oklahoma and Texas, okay, hey, this is the final season in the Big 12. Like, when are they going to announce that? If that happens between now and the start of the 2022 football season, yeah. There will be fans that expect the officials to be bought and sold a little bit by the Big 12 conference. Tell me if you agree with this. You mentioned
1: earlier about you know the excitement level with OU going on right now. It's kind of rejuvenated the fan base, and, and I agree with all that. And everything that Brent Venables is touching is seemingly turning into gold. I mean, he is not the only decision. The only decision that's been even a little bit questioned by the fan base is the hiring of Roof as the defensive coordinator. And, <laughs> right. and, and even that, I feel like now people have kind of gotten over that a little bit and saying like, all right, well... He's hired really well around him, and this just kind of means that it's Brent Venables' defense. So
2: He's really the linebacker's it's, coach. Right, it's like, this is all good. But is, is good. he that?
1: This, this is fine. I, I, I can dig this. I feel like the only thing right now that the fan base would be mad at Brent Venables over, and he can offer a kid with zero stars out of McAllister, and everyone's saying, like, yeah, he sees the upside of this kid. This kid's going to be a star someday. But I think the only thing that Brent Venables could do is if Caleb Williams really wanted to come back and Brent Venables was like, all right, son, come back in here, come back to the program. No one will deny how talented he is, but I feel like if, if BV were to do that, people would actually get pretty pissed off and be like, really, man? Really? You're going to bring him back? We don't want it. So if he cares about the approval of the fan base, he probably doesn't. Like That's the one thing to me that might like even dent it just a tad.
2: I, I I think that's fair to say. Sure. There's a large portion of the fan base, vocal portion of the fan base that you and I hear from every single day. They they they're over Caleb Williams. They they don't want him here now. As talented as he may be, they're good with Dylan Gabriel, somebody that clearly wanted to be here with Jeff Levy and wants to be at Oklahoma.
1: Yeah, well, in case you missed it, uh, there's a story out, 24-7 sports. Chris Hummer wrote it. We had him on Locked In on Friday, and he gave us an update on the Jackson Dart situation. Uh, but, yeah, like the the latest scuttlebutt on what's happening, uh, UCLA, there's still contact between those two schools. Apparently, there's still an open line of communication between Caleb Williams and OU, so – no one is sitting around here predicting that that's going to happen, but there's at least open lines of communication there. I know I'm rolling my eyes with you all right now. Trust me, but the most interesting one—that's what—that's what Chris Hummer said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I have it pulled up right there on that computer that you're looking at. And the other one is there's this like there's conflicting reports right now at Wisconsin. Like some will tell you that. Wisconsin feels like they have no chance right now at getting him, which is odd, considering what we were hearing last week. And there's others that'll tell you, well, no, the Williams family hasn't told Wisconsin for sure that he's not coming. But it doesn't sound like anyone in Madison feels real good about their chances right now, which is odd when they made the OC hire that they did. They hired Bobby Ingram, longtime NFL guy. He's now the OC at Wisconsin, and he's been a longtime friend with Caleb Williams' dad. So once that hire was made on Saturday, I was like most people saying, yeah, yeah. he's probably going to announce Wisconsin. And now apparently they don't even necessarily feel good about their chances to get him. So when I when I say it's a circus, it's it's a circus. I mean,
2: what is going on here? And there's all these
1: teams that are supposedly in the mix, but there's always – with every team there's a, yeah – but he's not happy with the way that Lincoln handled this thing yeah but Oklahoma there's it's just like uh dude uh that's what i'm saying like you fans are so over it i I think everyone's hoping that BV isn't even thinking twice about this situation. Yeah,
2: but he doesn't really want to do spring football or take classes until at least this summer.
1: Air Converse Solutions text line, I have no problem with Caleb coming back, but make him carry a clipboard for a year.
2: Which, I mean, that's not going to happen.
1: Let's see how big of a deal Williams is when he gets an injury during the spring and it becomes a problem and sidelines him for the season. Then what? No on Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams will get booed first game if he comes back. I, th- I th- think that that could very well be true. Yeah. Like, it- at least almost like an initiation thing to come back. Like, maybe people would get the booing over with and be like, all right, we booed you. We showed you how I felt about this thing. Now, dang it, go win some football games for us and throw the ball around and you'll be cool with us again. But there will be, like, a initiation phase to get back in the good graces of the fan base. But we're probably wasting our time here. I don't – like, I – as soon as he entered in the portal, I said, I am considering him gone. He is not coming back to OU. I feel as strongly about that now as I did then, even though there's a report out there that there's still an open line of communication. I'm not buying that he's going to end up here. Not for a second.
2: Yeah, uh. Almost, hey, we'll keep the line of communication. Both sides, I think, to some degree, out of respect, but kind of both sides know this isn't how this ultimately is going to play out. Let's play this game, though. So he decides to come back to Oklahoma. We're talking about, hey, maybe he gets booed the first game. Is there a PR push that Caleb Williams – I mean, can he he go on the – podcast on the prairie and can he toss a twitter social media video out and say you know what i'm sorry oklahoma fans that i've done you wrong and i strung you along here is there a way that he can turn that into an ovation by next season's
1: sure doesn't kickoff? feel sure doesn't feel like it right now man I, I, feel, I know i feel like ou fans are pretty entrenched on their opinions of this guy and ou fans are like a, a lot of other fan bases out there and i think i'm i mean i'm one of them i think right there with them i am a fan it's would Not a big fan of the way that they're using the NIL right now. And that's why there was a lot of hate with Spencer Rattler. Like, the, the you know, kind of the things that he was doing before the year and all that. Like OU, I, I don't feel like OU fans, they're fine with you profiting off NIL. That's not a big deal. But once you do the dog and pony show like they're doing right now, that's where I think everyone has an issue.
2: And I think it's an easy case to make that Spencer Rattler's situation with NIL deals – was much better organized than this And less chaotic He can paint sorry
1: on each fingernail <laughs> Dang That would, sorry, that would work down. S-O-R-R-Y That would actually work on all, all five of his fingers there You have any guess at all where he ends up?
2: I'm still going to stick USC I'm
1: going USC too But why hasn't he done it If if that's where he's going to get it really,
2: To me, anywhere but USC And okay, cool, let's move on I think for college football, and follow me on this, if it's not going to be Oklahoma, which you and I, most everybody feels like, okay, hey, that, that that door has shut. It's not going to be Oklahoma. But you started here, so if not OU, I think Wisconsin, I think that's best for college football. I think that's exciting for college football if it's not Oklahoma. UCLA, I guess maybe you can make that argument for, but to me... Yeah, downtrodden USC, but just rejoining with Lincoln Riley, that's not as exciting, I don't think, for college football storylines. Any OU fan that wouldn't take Williams back is an
1: idiot. Brandon says, why load up the rover on a trailer if Oklahoma was still on the potential schools to end up at? Like everything else that's gone on the past four weeks, who knows, man, who knows what the thinking is right now. Your guess, I promise you, is as good of ours on uh, on this situation.
2: Yeah, I mean that, that photo circulating kind of felt like okay, this is the end point. Yeah, and we for all OU.
1: we all felt like it was, you know, way before that. So, who knows. All right, we'll get to more of your text coming up next on the Air Comfort Solutions 651 Air Comfort Solutions text line, I should say, 651-3439.
0: More to come next right here on the rush. This hour of the rush is brought to you by Caven's Construction, remodeling, roofing, water restoration, and facility maintenance. Call Caven's. At 405 473 3048 or in Tulsa 918 282 7612 or visit cavensconstruction.com. At Landers Chevrolet of Norman, we know how important a good start can be, and you feel good when you're prepared for the road ahead. Start every day the right way in a new Chevrolet from Landers. Right now, we have new vehicles arriving daily. Plus, you can start building the car, truck, or SUV of your dreams online. Start a custom pre-order at LanderChevroletNorman.com today. Find new
3: roads. you feel good enough energy savings agreement from Air Comfort Solutions can maximize your home's energy efficiency. It can keep your AC and furnace systems working properly all year long and save you money by reducing costs from separate AC and furnace tune-up. Those aren't the only benefits, though. You'll get 15% off HVAC repairs, same-day service, a spring and fall tune-up, and no overtime charges. Save energy, time, and money all year long with Air Comfort Solutions' energy savings agreement. Call 721-3740 or visit aircomfortsolutions.com.
0: It's baseball time in Oklahoma, and your Sooners are excited to welcome all their fans back to L. Dell Mitchell Park this season. This year's 30-game home slate features series against Baylor, Texas, Kansas State, and more. Season tickets and single-game tickets are on sale now. Group discounts are available all season long. For tickets and more information, visit Soonersports.com tickets. Boomer Sooner.
1: Texting,
3: talking on your phone, or listening to music near train crossings or on platforms are big distractions. You need to see and hear the train coming. After you're on the train, those things are fine. So remember, simple things like taking your headphones out and taking your hood off could save your life.
1: No matter where you live, you care about one thing during bad weather, keeping your family safe. Tail Roofing and Construction is here to ensure just that. Whether it's damage from strong winds or the recent hailstorm, we will handle your insurance claim from start to finish. Call us today at 405-928-8089 or visit us online at scissortailroofing.com for a free estimate. Hit by hail? Call Tail today, your local Norman family-owned roofing company.
3: Are you looking for the kind of OU apparel you can wear at work or dress up events? The Jimmy Austin Pro Shop carries the best brands like Tommy Bahama, Peter Millar, Travis Matthew, FootJoy, Greg Norman, Polo, and most recently the popular Lululemon clothing line. Open seven days a week. It's the best shop around whether you're a golfer or not. If you need corporate special orders, they can do that too. Come out and shop or call the Pro Shop at the Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club at 405-325-6716. This is Deidre Peters with Valiance Bank. If you're looking for a personal banker to handle your loan and deposit needs, I'd love to visit with you. Whether you need a personal or a business loan, or maybe you're just ready to switch your deposits to a community bank that actually knows your name, will accept your phone call, and will listen to what your needs really are, well, Valiance Bank is for you. So come see me at 1501 24th Avenue Northwest, or give me a call at 405-286-5755. Can't wait to hear from you.
0: More Norman Technology Center is a leader in workforce development for Oklahoma. High school students involved in technical education show strong graduation rates and are ready for employment in industry, for college, or both. Each year, over 90%
1: of MNTC graduates work in their chosen fields and quickly begin contributing to Oklahoma's tax base. Your MNTC investment continually generates solid returns for your community
0: and for the state. Call 405-801-5000 to learn more about More Norman Technology Center, elevating our economy.
1: We are The Rush right here on The Homeless Sooner Fans. Tyler McComas, Josh Helmer joining me today and throughout the rest of the week as well. Your text on the AirCover Solutions text line 651-3439. Some people have uh, mentioned it on the text line, but they're saying, Tyler, you keep saying that Eric McCarty is a zero star, but actually he's a three star. It says it right here on Rivals. You're right, it does say it on Rivals. I was going off 24-7 Sports. 24-7 Sports uh, still has him as a zero star, so that's what I use. Like, I don't have anything against Rivals or anything. It's just I, I just kind of a preference when I look up uh, different athletes that OU's in on. 24-7 zero stars, Rivals a three star. I Again, I said it a couple times today, I'm going to guess very soon 24-7's like... Yeah, after looking at it, after getting an OU offer uh, and all that, this kid is definitely at least a three star. So that that'll be that'll be coming down the pipe pretty soon, I imagine.
2: Hasn't become a national listed recruit, right? Even by Rivals yet. Let me let me see here. I, I need to look at that again. It, it, I do think though, you're right. Two four seven on three. Uh, ESPN recruiting, which was the old Scout. Uh, websites, I think eventually y- you're going to see him be sort of universally three-star and and maybe work his way up from there. So, a lot of people I just don't think kind of knew about Eric McCarty. No, I
1: found out about him what, three weeks ago or so, and you started hearing like, hey, OU's going to get in on this and they're going to feel really good about it and they're gonna- he's going to come in for this junior day and he might commit and it kind of went down how the staff um, and kind of all of us seemingly thought it was going to go down. So I'm. this is one that uh, I think you should be really excited about. I wish no ill will towards Caleb. This is on the text line. But Carl is acting like he has Peyton and Eli wrapped up into one quarterback. That is not unfair to say at all. It does sound like some of the uh, demands and some of the things that they were looking for from schools – Little uh, unrealistic, and they may, may be finding out the hard way that, yeah, hey, he's a good quarterback, and a lot of people, you know, like the player that he can turn into, but he doesn't necessarily have the market value that they thought that he was going to have
2: going into this process. If you're a company, you got whatever product you're trying to promote, what is Caleb Williams worth to you right now? <sighs> Man. I know a lot of people would
1: just say a million dollars. I have a hard time, I have a hard time thinking anyone in college football right now is worth a hundred million dollars, because I would. You, you want to get a return on investment, right? Now I, I, I'm sure some companies are just you know using this to be able to help out their alma mater, or their school, or whoever they support. But if I'm looking for like a real return on investment. I don't think that there's any way that you can get that with a million dollars from Caleb Williams. So I would go – I'd go less
2: than that. I mean, basically, I guess it comes down to what what is a million-dollar investment as it pertains to a college football athlete. Is that X amount of Instagram, likes, views, Twitter – Facebook, you name it, right? I, I don't know. Guess we is, can find out how many hot dogs he sold last year, you know? <laughs> there you go. Is it all American status? Is it all conference status? Is it a Heisman trophy winner? Like what what is one million dollars, two million dollars, three million dollars of an endorsement deal, a name image likeness deal? What would be fair value for a company? I have no idea what would be
1: fair value for a company. But here's the deal, no one knows what would be fair value for a company. And I don't know if the market's really been set on what exactly an elite player gets, but it sounds like the Williams family was trying to set the new market on what an elite quarterback gets, but they weren't they weren't getting it from anyone. And I, hey, I, they'll still get some money out of this deal. I have no doubt that they'll still get some money out of this deal, whether it's uh USC UCLA Wisconsin whoever. I mean, they're not going to come out of this not getting any cash. They'll get some, but not the number that they thought that they were going to get. Seven figures though, you think? Um Yeah, probably.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I would imagine so too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, probably. Uh what was Teddy ranked when he committed? I think Teddy was a 2-star when he committed. Or maybe Teddy was a no-star when he actually committed and then after he committed to so when he got his couple uh, his two stars. I don't remember exactly the process of that. I'm thinking that Teddy had zero when he actually committed and showed up for that pro day um, and then actually like gained a couple after he actually committed to OU. I wonder if that's out there anywhere. Oh, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Is Williams enrolled at OU or not, if he's still good to nah, – no, he's not He's not enrolled here any, any longer. 99.9% of the fans are past Caleb Williams. We don't need drama queens and drama dads deciding the future of OU. We're all in
2: on Gabriel. Hashtag dime time. And Gabri- Gabriel's – Gabriel. Dylan Gabriel is a really talented quarterback. I mean, there's a reason he's thrown 70 touchdowns and over 8,000 000- – passing yards. Right?
1: Twitter, Twitter Sean says whoever said we are idiots for not wanting Carl's Jr. back is the actual idiot. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, okay. Like, overall ceiling who projects to be the better NFL prospect? Sure. Caleb Williams projects to be a, a better or higher NFL draft selection than Dylan Gabriel. But there's some things that Dylan Gabriel does now that I like a lot better than what Caleb Williams does now. And one... And it's pretty important in, in this OU offense. It has been in the past and will continue to be so. I think Dylan Gabriel throws the deep ball a lot better than what Caleb Williams does. Now that's the downside to Caleb Williams' game, sure, and I'm sure that he'll get better at it. But he he better get he better get better at it because I know a lot of people really like, you know, the upside here, but you're not gonna be a big time quarterback prospect if you can't figure out how to throw the ball down the field. He threw probably his best deep ball in the Alamo Bowl, so that is encouraging. But the fact remains, you can't throw it down the field. You don't have much of a future past college football playing quarterback. And Dylan Gabriel does that a lot better than what Caleb Williams does right now, in my opinion.
2: The two passes, right, to Marvin Mims, uh, probably the best. Deep ball throws of the year, the one in the corner of the end zone in the Cotton Bowl to Texas. Which I mean, you can make a counter argument back to me that a lot of that's Marvin. Mims I will make, make that counter I will make that counter argument to you. Like he threw
1: it in. Like you give him credit for saying, "All right, he's our best receiver. He's one of the best players on the team." He's got one-on-one coverage. I'm just going to go let him make a play. And, and it, it's thrown
2: toward the boundary, which yeah. was, was good. You
1: give him credit for that, but it's not like it was just so such an unbelievable sh- throw. That was about an unbelievable catch that Marvin Mims made twice, man.
2: Twice. And, and it, it wasn't necessarily the greatest decision. Actually, if you go back and re-watch that play, he missed a wide-open crosser a deep cross on the other end of the field that would have been a walk-in touchdown. But, okay, so you've got that throw, and then, yeah, the the throw you mentioned in the Alamo Bowl, which was an absolute beauty to Mims. But by and large, yeah, the, the deep ball was not particularly accurate for Caleb Williams. And the lack of a deep ball really,
1: really hampered this offense last year, man. I mean, we've seen OU offenses in the past when whenever they want to dial it up down the field, they'll get a receiver behind the defense. Who was ever throwing the ball is going to put it right on the money. Uh, OU is not the quick strike, big play offense that they've been in the past. And uh, we, we saw how much that, that really affected things. So with Dylan Gabriel, I, I think that they're going to get back to that because he throws the deep ball well. And I expect Marvin Mims to have a much better year than what he had last year. So if there's one thing that I'm looking forward to with this offense is I think the big play down the field will, will be back. And if it's not, I'll be pretty shocked, honestly.
2: Have you – Done much of a deep dive into the numbers the last three years for number 1 wide receivers and Jeff Levy offenses? Um,
1: Well, let's see. Elijah Moore in 2020 put up stupid numbers. Do you
2: have it right in front of you, at what he did at Ole Miss? I'm going to – yeah, I can find it for you here pretty quick if you give me just a second. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, Elijah Moore was at Ole Miss in 2020, um, and he threw up some pretty big numbers. He was right there, tops of college football, I think, for a lot of stats. So
2: I, I've got it for you here, okay?
1: Oh, which by the way, can I go ahead and guess for you? Um twenty twenty, you had you had him. Twenty nineteen, I guess you had uh, your boy. He was making big plays in against your
2: Chiefs. Yeah, the, the man, Ga- the, uh,
1: Gabriel Davis, right? Is yes, he, the
2: yeah. man that should have eliminated Kansas City one week one week sooner. Uh, Gabriel Davis, twenty nineteen, seventy two receptions. Old Miss is Elijah Moore, who we were just talking about, 86. And this past season, uh, Dont- Dontario Drummond, 76 grabs. Th- this is the crazy part of it. At Old Miss, Elijah Moore and Dontario Drummond had 59 and 50 more receptions, Tyler, respectively, than the next closest wide receiver. In each of those two seasons. Jeez. So, Marvin Mims, and I think that there's a happy medium to be found there. And actually, the season before with Gabriel Davis, it was much closer with the other two wide receivers beyond uh Davis that would have been second and third leading wide receivers. They they got quite a few uh, more receptions. But, man, Marvin Mims is getting targeted in 2022, and he's getting targeted a lot. Yeah, and the – One of the general thoughts about Jeff Levy and how he
1: calls an offense is it's kind of like an NFL-like philosophy. If they find a weakness out on the field, if he finds an area where he can expose you, whether it's a size or a speed or, you know, any sort of mismatch, he's going to go to it, and he's going to go to it, and he's going to go to it again. And for a guy like Marvin Mims, who's going to have, you know, an edge on a, a lot of corners that he goes up against next year. He's got to feel good about that. If Jeff Levy is known for like going to something, going to it, like, dude, stop it. I, I, if someone proves they can't stop something, he's going to go to it and go to it and go to it again. That's kind of the general belief on how he calls an offense. So, yeah, man, if I'm Marvin Mims, I'd be like, yeah, I probably want to be a part of that. That sounds kind of awesome.
2: 37 and 32 receptions. For like, as much as we love Mims, that's. The receiving receptions numbers for him, his two seasons at Oklahoma, that will I, – I, I will bet right now he will double his 32 receptions from this season. Yeah. <laughs> you know
1: what I think of, though, a not-so-happy moment when I think of uh, you know a team finding an edge they have against you and they go to it over and over and over and over again. You know what I immediately think of? I think of uh, some OU Texas games where – they literally just ran down the field and threw up 40-yard jump
2: balls every other play. <laughs> right. God. Yeah, th- those those got to be a thing of the past. To Colin Johnson and LJ Humphrey.
1: What was that, like the 2018 OU Texas game? They were just, just run down the field, all right, and we're going to throw jump balls to you like every other play. Just That's pass it got.
2: Latrell McCutcheon's way in the Cotton Bowl. God,
1: seriously, man.
2: All right, we'll get to more of your
1: texts coming up next on the Air Cover Solutions text line 651-3439. Uh, more to come next right here on The Ref. We're the homeless Sooner fans.
0: This hour of The Rush is brought to you by Caven's Construction. Remodeling, roofing, water restoration, and facility maintenance. Call Caven's at 405-473-3048 or in Tulsa, 918-282-7612 or visit cavensconstruction.com. At Landers Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Norman, we know how important a good start can be. And you feel good when you're prepared for the road ahead. Start every day the right way in a new Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram from Landers. Right now, during the Start Something New sales event, we have new vehicles arriving daily. Plus, you can start building the car, truck, or SUV of your dreams online. Start a custom pre-order today at LandersCDJRNorman.com. you feel good.
2: Holy hail damage! Are you or your loved ones looking for a trustworthy and affordable roofing company after the storms? Look no further than Elite Roofing Systems, a sooner born, sooner bred, locally owned roofing company. Elite Roofing has been helping homeowners and commercial property owners across the greater OKC area get beautiful, functional roofing systems at reasonable rates. Call Craig Cox and the team at Elite Roofing Systems today at 405-361-3094 for a free evaluation and estimate today. I call you, I need on fire. This February, don't just win a heart, win a big jackpot at Riverwind. Well, you
1: come to me. Maybe cuddle up for a game of poker. Give me everything
3: I need. We'll fall in love with that beautiful blackjack. You're simply the best. There's 80 grand to be won in our River of Romance. And you'll love five times entries on Mondays and Tuesdays. You're the best. Only at the one.
0: Smart decisions bring the biggest returns, like the 2021 GMC Sierra, built on a foundation of professional grade engineering that brings a strong performance year after year. Offering the world's first multi pro tailgate, this tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. Test drive a 2021 GMC Sierra today and experience a wise investment that really delivers. See your Central Oklahoma GMC dealers.
3: Preparation makes all the difference on the playing field and in life. At McFarland Methodist Church, we believe that a strong faith is a great preparation for the ups and downs of life. And we have lots of ways to practice and strengthen our faith. Come be a part of a midweek Bible study or community service event. Or join us for traditional or modern worship on Sunday morning. You're always welcome at McFarland, where we're changing lives that change the world. Learn more on our website at McFarlandUMC.org or call us at 321-3484. Norman Parks and Rec Daddy Daughter Dance, the most fun night of the year, is right around the corner on February 5th at Embassy Suites in Norman. Tickets are just $15 each and the price includes admission, a live DJ, refreshments, and fun. We can't wait to see you dance the night away at the Daddy Daughter Dance, but there will be a virtual option. Tune into Sports Talk 1400 for an at-home experience. Tickets are available at cityofnorman.thundertix.com or go online to Facebook for additional event information.
0: Oklahomans are special people with special needs, and working with them calls for a special kind of attitude. When it comes to banking, nobody understands that like Bank First. Bank First has deep roots in Norman with loyal relationships and resources to help Norman and Oklahoma reach its full potential. And with more than 100 locations around the state, no matter where the game is on Friday night, there's probably a Bank First close by. So come by and see me, Jim Wade, and have a cup of coffee. Bank First, loyal to Oklahoma, loyal to Norman, and loyal to you.
3: Member of see.
0: This is Lisa
1: Tally, broker and owner of Aria Real Estate Group. Aria Real Estate Group is Norman's premier full-service commercial and residential real estate brokerage and leasing and management firm. With our team of real estate agents, specialized property managers, and in-house maintenance team, Aria is here for you in every capacity. Whether you're a seller, a buyer, an investor, or a renter, we can help. Please explore our website at ariagroupok.com. Aria Real Estate Group, the gold standard of real estate. It is the rush on the ref. Normally, we have What Caught Teddy's Eye this segment, but Teddy's not in this week. We'll still mention a couple things. First off, What Caught Teddy's Eye. That's brought to you by Roof Tech of Oklahoma. Josh Tucker, he's running the show out there. Good dude. He's a former Sooner. Give Roof Tech of Oklahoma a call today 405 703. 42-45. CD Lamb will be a pro bowler because Cooper Cup is playing for a Super Bowl, which means uh CD going to be in Vegas playing in his uh playing in a Pro Bowl. So good for him, man. He didn't necessarily step up and play a great game against the uh, San Francisco 49ers. I can say that as a sad, depressed and lonely Dallas Cowboys fan, but still uh good on CD for making it to the Pro Bowl.
2: Yeah, I mean has been pretty much outside of the game you're talking about there versus San Francisco, has been everything Dallas wanted and more, really, uh, in, yeah. in what they got drafting him.
1: Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady, is that saga still ongoing? Shefty reported on Saturday that he's retiring, and then someone told um, – some. Tom Brady's dad spoke to a local TV station out there that he's not retiring. So, like, are we still without certainty? Like, what's 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 going
2: on there? Yes, we're without certainty. But I think probably Shefty's report is going to wind up being right. I'm really hoping it doesn't, though. I would love to see ESPN wind up with some egg on their face here. The way that they covered this on Saturday just – not acknowledging any of the other conflicting information out there until the halftime, I believe, of the Kansas Kentucky game, they finally said, "All right, what's the latest, Adam Schefter? Are you sticking to this report?" It's like, well, you've been scrolling this for five hours as it's some certainty.
1: Yeah, it was. It was really odd that they didn't acknowledge it at all, like via social media. They were still taking it like, and maybe. It doesn't. I, I don't know. Maybe they talked to Tom himself. It doesn't really sound like it, but for them not to even bring it up was was a little odd. And I'm with you. Um, I don't. I'd like to see Tom play one more year, I guess. But it's more about ESPN being wrong on this deal. That would be amazing. <laughs> by the way, dude, Kansas got worked worked on Saturday by Kentucky. I thought that they would do what they always do in the fog, and they'd come back and at least make it close, but. Every time you thought that KU was going to make a little bit of a run, nip nah, Kentucky would hit a corner three, and that was just pure domination from Coach Cal squad. It was I thought
2: Ochai Abachi really, really struggled in that game for Kansas, and to me, the, the biggest difference between the two was they, they didn't even end up playing David McCormick really in the second half. He got manhandled so much in the first half that Coach Bill Self said, you know what, we're going a totally different direction. But I thought McCormick and Lightfoot – they did not no. match up with Kentucky's bigs.
1: Yeah, Kentucky looked real good on Saturday. you got to say that they were the most impressive in the uh, Big 12 SEC challenge over the weekend, which the SEC won again, by the way. Haven't they won like four straight years? And some people will say, well, that just means the Big 12's overrated. I don't think you can look at it that way. The the four worst teams in the SEC don't even like get to play in the thing, so it's not acting you know, the most accurate representation of the two leagues.
2: I thought Alabama had a huge win over Baylor. That that was pretty impressive by them. Auburn sort of did, unfortunately, maybe what we should have expected to Oklahoma, though Oklahoma made a little bit of a run at them. Who else? Anybody from the Big 12 really impress you? I mean, four teams won.
1: I mean, Missouri's not very good. Iowa State won that game. Who cares about that? Um, not- TCU? TCU? Yeah, TCU beating LSU. LSU is, maybe they're a little bit overrated, still in the top 25. I don't think that they're in the top 25 today. But, yeah, it's, it's, yeah nice win by TCU. Who OU plays tonight in about a little over three hours, so uh, buckle up for that one. That one's a must win. We'll talk more about that next hour. Text line, by the way. So I said, here's a bad moment of when I think of someone going to a certain play over and over again. Everyone else is, yeah, how about Baylor to the sideline and Norman uh, 10 10 to 15 yards off the wide receiver over and over again?
2: Death by a thousand paper cuts. That was
1: 2014, yes. that That was the first time ever that I had heard boos from the fans to the home team or to any individual player or a team or whatever. Now, I heard it again this year with the boos that were happening towards Spencer Rattler. But that Baylor game in 2014, first time I I had ever heard anything like that in that stadium.
2: That was a frustrating day. Yeah, for a lot of reasons. Just nickel and dimed you all day up and down the field, especially in that second half. Just Uh, embarrassing.
1: Odds Muleshoe will ever shed the perpetual long-sleeve shirt look and expose his wet noodle arms to the sunny skies of Southern (laughs) California. I don't know, man. He's on those Benny Wiley kettlebell workouts out there. I don't. I don't even think that he wants to show off those uh, guns that he doesn't have with those arms. It's hard to, it's it's hard to develop some guns when you're doing the kettlebell workouts every day.
2: Poor Lincoln. He is so, so hated around here.
1: Uh, yeah the only college player recently who would have given a great nationwide return on Nil is Trevor Lawrence liked by everyone humble but great at his position well known yes, that goes back to the conversation. I just and maybe it would happen, but I don't see if you give a college kid a million dollars how you could respect or how could you 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 could expect a return on investment for that
2: Baker Mayfield would have been interesting to follow, wouldn't it He'd have been all hey
1: judging by how many commercials he does now he'd be he'd be all over the place buddy. He'd be then, all over the place. then
2: all of a sudden you have a little incident in Fayetteville after the yeah. <laughs> deal is yeah. inked.
1: Hey, uh last thing that what caught my eye. Uh, I just I really I like to mention this every time Joe Burrow does something awesome, and he did do something awesome yesterday. But it is a reminder uh that Nebraska had two chances at Joe Burrow and basically said no both times. So I, I just love to point out that. Nebraska could have had Joe Burrow. Now, Joe Burrow would not have turned out to be Joe Burrow had he had gone to Lincoln. But let's still all laugh at Nebraska for being like, yeah, we're good on Joe Burrow. No thanks.
2: Yeah, it does, does look very, very stupid. Uh, Yeah, I'd say very, very stupid. We're good. No thanks. My goodness. When's the, when's the last good quarterback they've had? Eric Crouch? Uh, Eric Crouch would be the last
1: one. yeah it's 21 years is the last time they had a great quarterback play or even good quarterback play
2: it's gonna look bad too for them like if adrian martinez goes to kansas state and plays well that's gonna look horrible for nebraska not
1: gonna look very good you're right about that all right we'll close up hour number two coming up next right here on the rush Hour 2 of the Rush brought to you by Cavens Construction. Cavens offers remodeling, roofing, water restoration, and facilities maintenance. Cavens Facility Maintenance serves all of Oklahoma and can can help take the ease off of your staff by fixing those pesky problems in your office building. Cavens Construction, bringing you this hour of the Rush. Call them today, OKC Norman Moore, 405-573-3048, Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Oh, you did get a decommit today in the 2023 class, four-star wide receiver DeAndre Moore. He is uh, one of the Los Alamitos kids. They had three um, initially committed. He is the last one to decommit. And according to a story on 24-7 Sports, Josh, like, he was still talking to DeMarco, but he really hadn't spoken with Jeff Lebby or Brent Venables, which kind of... I don't know, at least me, kind of lets me know where he kind of stood with the new coaching staff is they were maybe not necessarily crazy about the year that he had. And Parker was saying that the year that he did have last year at Los Alamitos was not what people expected and maybe had fallen out of the favor a little bit with the OU coaching staff. So doesn't sound like this is news today that really caught the OU staff off guard. But DeAndre Moore decommits from, from OU.
2: Yeah, and they'll be all right. That that That's interesting They uh, have plenty of crystal balls out there for 2023 Wide receiver Ashton Cozart So they're going to find skill guys I'm not worried about that I'm actually working on a story as we speak In between breaks about Jeff Levy The future of this Oklahoma offense <laughs> One of the question marks was Was he going to keep landing quarterbacks And skill players from national folks Not from us I don't think you or I were ever really concerned About skill position talent around here the answer is, for national folks, if we have the national media listening at this particular juncture... I'm sure we do. OU's going to be all right. They're going to find talented quarterbacks. They've already landed three of those in the form of Dylan Gabriel, in the form of signing Nick Evers, and uh, latest Jackson Arnold. They're going to be okay with skill guys, too.
1: What's the state of recruiting with the 2022 class? It's ranked 10th right now. And there's some. Big, they got some big... Decisions coming up on Wednesday on national signing day uh, if you had to give a quick synopsis on where things stand right now
2: what would you what would you say where's it at pretty good pretty pretty good given the departure of a head football coach i wouldn't i wouldn't describe it as great but uh I mean top ten nationally is You have to be pleased with that, given that you had a head coaching change.
1: Yeah, I I think that there's a better chance that they move up as opposed to move back, you know, just because there's so many guys out there that are going to make a decision that you feel really good about uh, with OU. So, yeah, I I think that's fair. Really good? It's it's not going to end up, well, it's not going to be ranked as necessarily a great class, which I think a great class or top five classes, but... I think it'll definitely end up 8 or 9, and judging by the situation that this staff took over, I, I think that that's, that's pretty incredible, man.
2: Yeah, depending on if you class get... better. It, it seems like Halton is going to sign with OU. If you get Henry and several of these other guys, okay, well, I might be saying it's a great class here in a couple of days. Final hour's next.